And today, we're going to be hearing in the last of this interview series, in our witness series from Gladys Robertson. And she's going to be speaking to us about witnessing to God's Word. Whenever we speak, Gladys, Gladys and I, and I so value her insight and her friendship and her leadership in this town, in the church, she always has a word. She always has a word, whether it's a, a word that's new and fresh or whether it's a reminder of a word that she shared before. God's word is always at work in her heart and in her mind and in the world around about her. It's truly inspiring. So let's take some time together to sit under Gladys and to listen to God's Word from her together. Let's do that. Our brothers and sisters at the United Free Church, Gladys, you've got something to share with us this morning. Would you like to share? Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I was looking at the book of Mark, uh, chapter 7, um, verse 24, and in the middle of what we're all going through, through the COVID and everything, I read a verse that Jesus could not be hid. And Jesus um, cannot be hid. That is the truth. No matter what happens throughout um, our world, no one can hide Jesus. If Jesus wants to come to someone, you can't stop him. And I, at this moment, I would like to invite anyone that is lonely and um, going through something that they could call upon the name, because if you call upon the name of Jesus, he'll not let you down, he'll come. The Lord Jesus did not come to earth to teach us science. He came, um, he came to earth to bring us his wonderful love, that we would love one another, because Jesus' passion lay at the very heart of all service, gentle, tender-hearted. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. They questioned Jesus uh, then, uh, you know, at that time, they were questioning what he was and who he is. And do you know something, friends? He's being questioned to this very day. And it's good to question him if you want to go to heaven because he'll, he'll take you in if you want to go. And I think that's a very good thing because Jesus' love is very wonderful. And no matter about this COVID that we're all going through and what's happening to us, uh, Jesus... Friends cannot be hid. There's churches in our area. Mark has kept you all up to date over these weeks. They've been great, and Ross and others have kept you up. And you haven't been left. Not anybody has been left out. And Jesus is well pleased with this. And I want to say this today. Thanks for the churches in Gorebridge, because we're not leaving anyone out. So let none of us miss the opportunity to honor him and crown him Lord of all. How we live each day is very important, even more 
that we, than we would have ever even realize. Take more, of, more time and opportunity of looking out for Jesus who can't be hid. If you want him, he's there for you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's a great healer of every sickness. He can, when he puts his hand on you, you can be restored from all kinds of things. And I don't want to leave out the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit can be shed abroad in your hearts. The Heavenly Father is asking me to say this, these very words at this moment. Now, have I got more time? Yes, is that all right? Um, truth is sure and full of love. We can lay the whole weight of our souls upon it and know it will not break. Cleave to the truth, and it will cleave to us. When anyone forsakes truth to advance themselves, they are asking for disappointment. Whatever truth promises, it shall be done. Jesus is truth is free, it's full of love. And the men and women who cleave to the truth are free. The truth shall make you free, the Jesus truth sets us free. Truth will never be bound, and neither will it stay in a heart that is tied up with sin. It would stay there, but when Jesus comes into your heart, it's completely released. Truth is victorious and full of love. Truth will prevail over everything. It is the great counsel of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus' Word is truth, and He won the victory for each of us. The Word says, Let us draw near with a true heart, that is, with a sincere heart. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth. The assurance of power. And I can't leave this bit out because um, marching, we can march to victory. That's the thing. The enemy is a defeated foe. Amen. Jesus is our Lord. Jesus bound the strong man. He won the victory over Satan and all his forces of hell and sin. He's the same Jesus, and Jesus will always be around. He, he openly would trespass over all humility and powers against Jesus. But let us all stand our ground. It's redemption ground. Faith in the thrice holy God is our shield. Jesus, friends, cannot be hid. Amen. 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 Is that all right? Thank you so much, Gladys. That's just wonderful to witness to God's Word today. Is it today. all right? Thank you. And God bless you and all your flock at the United Free. Yes, thanks. And uh, our prayers and our love are with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
We're very privileged this As you can see, Gladys, if you, if you go back and watch that again, you'll hear all sorts of wee snippets of God's Word as Gladys tries to hear God for these times for us. And I'm so thankful to her for doing that. That first word that Jesus cannot be hid. And that's just a phrase that she found in the Gospels. Jesus cannot be hid. If you want Him, He's there. I love the line as well that He didn't come to earth to teach us science, as important as that is, but to bring His wonderful love. That, that orientation around God's Word, be it verses of Scripture or be it um, God speaking in and through us, those, those words that we get that accord with Scripture, that we find line up with Scripture, are so important in our lives. Those people that you are listing down, the saints on whose shoulders you stood, they spoke words into your life. I can remember for, it was Easter way, way back in the last century. I got an Easter gift of a bookmark of a troller in trouble, and underneath it said, God is love, 1 John 4, 16. God is love. And that was from my grandmother. And that word stayed with me. That bookmark stayed with me. It stayed in and around the Bible my mom and dad had bought me. God's Word is powerful, way, way, way more powerful than any of the difficulties that we face at the moment. And what Gladys does so beautifully is that she allows that Word to flow through her. Like I said, you almost need to listen to her, to her twice. Here's some of the other things that she was saying. She was giving thanks for the churches in Gore Bridge, that truth is sure and full of love, and that truth, of course, sets us free. You'll know the truth, and it will set you free. And the assurance of God's power through the Holy Spirit, and we can march to victory that Satan is defeated. And let us all, in our own way, stand our ground, for it's holy ground, which takes us back to the call of Moses we were looking at in Exodus 3 just a while ago. Rich, rich, rich with God's Word. I've been saying over recent weeks that the church is in exile at the moment. Our church here, the church in general, as I, as I read the... Um, what Boris Johnson was saying, which applies in England down south, once again, the churches are going to have to shut their doors. And that fills me with great sorrow. Great, great sorrow. These are unprecedented times. And I'm hoping that here in Scotland we'll be able to remain open, but we're just open a little bit. We're not seeing a quarter of what we usually see in here on a Sunday, though it's wonderful to have many of you join us online. And I'm aware that I was looking at the, the, the Isle of Seal and, and, and Stranraer. There's people joining us from all over. And would that you were able to meet and gather and sing and worship and hug and share God's Word in your own churches. But we can't just now. The church is in exile. 
But as I was saying a few weeks ago, renewal, renewal happens through the desert time. When we are caught in times of restriction, just like the children of Israel, renewal happens in the desert. Deserts are arid places, hot in the day, freezing at night, places where life just barely holds on. And yet it's in the desert that the children of Israel learn to follow God faithfully. They discover in the desert what Gladys was saying, that Jesus cannot be hid. Whether it was the protective cover of the cloud during the day or the warming pillar of fire at night, God's presence went with them through the desert. They learned to be a people who could live in the presence of God with all the challenges and with all the encouragements that that brought. Renewal comes through the desert. The second thing I want to say to you is that God words, God's Word sustains us in exile. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that while in the second exile, people like Daniel were sustained by God's Word, it became important for the Jewish people to properly gather together the scrolls, the words of the the, the uh, Torah, the, the, the teachings of the law, the teachings of Moses, they gather together their wisdom teachings in the Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. They, and the prophets um, have been speaking over a number of centuries, and they're gathered together. And there's lots of evidence to suggest that the, um, the Tanakh, the, the, the Jewish scriptures that are our Old Testament. They're ordered slightly differently, but we would recognize them. They are put together in exile in Babylon. And that the identity of the Jewish people that comes back in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, that is spoken of in the very last of the prophets in Malachi, those words and books are gathered together because the Jewish people were in exile. They organized their Scriptures. They gathered together those words which Jesus would read and see in it Himself, called to rescue God's people from exile to sin and to death and to sorrow. So, renewal happens in exile. God's Word sustains us in exile. Renewal happens in the desert. And of course, God's Word grows character in the desert. Um, one of the things that we learn about God's interaction with us by His Holy Spirit is that we often learn things when we're tempted to do the opposite. The critical one for me, the, the, the kind of litmus test of this is how often does God teach us patience quickly? <laughs> I can see lots of smiling faces in here behind masks, I might add. But, so I see lots of smiling eyes. But God doesn't teach us patience quickly. We learn patience through long years. 
sometimes sustaining with situations that we pray for deliverance from. And yet what God does is He teaches us to walk through the valley of death's shadow. He teaches us to sit at the table He's prepared in the presence of our enemies. He teaches us patience when we're tempted to be impatient. He teaches us generosity when we're skint. He teaches us courage when we're tempted to flee. He teaches us goodness when actually we're tempted to be short-tempered and cruel. God's Word grows character in the desert. I remember having a discussion with other church leaders, and uh, we were talking about um, church leaders do this sometimes. Sorry, we do talk about you a bit, but often not with names. And the conversation went a bit like this. If you had a choice between a church full of people who were moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and people with deep character, which would you choose? Now, in my world, that's a no-brainer. I would take character over gifting any day of the week. Because character takes a long, long, long time. It's a lifetime of work building character, godly character into us. And people who've got godly character, we can teach them about moving in the power of the Spirit and understanding their gifts. Um, I remember one person saying that they, they, they loved it when brethren people started to move in the power of the Spirit. And it was because the as that person said to me, brethren people didn't just know the names of the kings of Israel, they knew them backwards. They knew their scriptures. When they started moving in the power of the Spirit, there was a tremendous depth there in God's Word. But actually, as we gathered as a group of church leaders, the, the view was not unanimous. There were, there were those among us who were saying, oh, I'd, I'd take people who are moving in the power of the Spirit. You can teach character. I'm <laughs> thinking, hmm. And I have to say, the older I get, the more I know how flawed I am and in need of character renewal, and uh, the more I'm convinced that actually those desert times, like we're experiencing just now or whenever we go through a time of sadness or sorrow, of difficulty or frustration with ourselves, with others, with our, with our world, it's a time for God to grow character in us. When Jesus speaks that word, well, he, he does. He's, I mean, it's in the Psalms, but Psalm 27, verse 13. I'm still confident of this. I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of us are having doubts about that just now? How many of us are having doubts? And yet it's in this time that I believe God can reconfigure his church family to be able to, to overcome in the season to come, that we're going to learn to pray and to trust in His Word. So, God's Word grows character in the desert. We find renewal in the desert. God's Word sustains us in exile in the desert. Here's the last one. It's God's Word that calls us out of the wilderness. When the time is right, it's God's Word that calls us out of the time of wilderness.
it is always good to pray for good things. But only God's wisdom knows when we're ready for them. When the children of Israel are presented with the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the land with fabulous crops, with giant pumpkins and grapes and whatever you have, things to have gratitude for. Ten of those spies in Numbers 13, all they could see were the giants and the obstacles that lay ahead. Only Joshua and Caleb could see the opportunity in front of them. They heard God's Word calling them out, and then they heard God's Word speaking to those two precious spies and to Moses that they were going to have to sustain with the generation that turned their back on God's gift and walk with them and live with them and work with them until they were ready. And it was their children who were the ones who were ready to cross over. Only Joshua and Caleb of that generation crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land. But it is God's Word that calls us out of, out of the wilderness. And as the leadership passes on to Joshua, you get that wonderful phrase that's repeated to Joshua. It's in Joshua 1.9 if you want to put it on a birthday card, but be very strong and courageous, for I will be with you. And that's repeated again and again. Be very strong and courageous, for I will be with you. As we read God's Word in the Scriptures May it do those things for us. May it cause renewal in the desert, sustain us in the time in the desert, grow character as we live in the desert, and may we be listening for the trumpet call to call us out of the desert. But may we also hear God's Word speaking to us through others. May we hear God speaking, God's Word witnessing to His love at work in the lives of others around about us. And it's at this point I want to, I want to share a few things. Firstly, if you have not spent any time person to person with someone else who loves Jesus, would you do that in the next week? If you've not spent time with someone else who loves Jesus, Throughout, if you've been resisting that, find a way to do it. You can. Find a way to do it. Because it's actually essential to our life as a church family. I want you to do that. The second thing I want you to make sure and do is if, there's, if you have any sickness, if you have any concerns, if you've found a lump or you've got something that would you please go to your GP, overcome the hurdles, and access the health care that you need. It's a frightening thought, but I was looking at the statistics of the number of deaths at home that they've increased in this country nearly 27 million fewer GP appointments this year than last year. Some of you are sick and you're not getting the help you need. Go get the help that you need. Don't think you'll be helping someone else by holding back. Please get the help you need. So make contact with someone who's a Christian if you haven't been. If you've been isolated, I want you to reach out. And not just over the phone, not just, I want you to find a way to be in the same space as them. The other thing I'd like you to do is this. We've been losing contact with each other. Many of us have, have, we're sort of going, I haven't seen so-and-so since March. 
I haven't seen so-and-so for months, for weeks, whatever it may be. Would you write down a list of the people? Pray, pray that God would guide you. Write down a list of people and just break the ice and make contact. Phone them, text them, whatever it may be. And if, you know, situation allows, go chat their door. You can always sit in their front garden or on a park bench or whatever else it may be. You can figure out the regulations. But make contact with people. Do not lose contact with people. Our relationships grow cool very quickly. I know someone I need to make contact with um, who I've not been in contact with for years. And yet I found them saying something on Facebook that I agreed with wholeheartedly. And I put my shoulder to the wheel behind it and they said, oh, we need to get together. We need to break that ice. Here's something else. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude for the way that God's Word has spoken to all of us. My heartfelt gratitude and thanks for the following people who over the last 12 weeks have shared their stories. Their interviews are all available on the YouTube channel. It's been wonderful to see how they've been. Um, some of them, there's hundreds of views of people listening to the stories. I'm particularly delighted for Sandra Scott because what God did with her, God had warned her the week before she got a phone call from me saying, would you like to share your story? Saying, share this with people. <laughs> and I think, Sandra, did you say, if you give me a way to do that, I'll do that? Isn't that spot on? I didn't know that. So I want to say thank you to Brian Wilson for telling us about provision, not just for resources, but for a church family. I want to say thank you to Ellen Kilpatrick, who shared the amazing story of healing of the restoring of her ear, and I'd forgotten about her backstory as well. I want to say thank you to Liam Somerville for talking about how God's re that renewed sense of purpose with doing the stuff with a live stream, but not just that. Last week, because Liam has been sharing the skills he's been developing and the systems he's been building, we managed to run this live stream service without him. For Chris O'Brien talking about new life, that's wonderful. That, that interview has been watched more times than the service that it was in. A big thank you to Ian Wells, a minister across in Rathall and a dear friend of mine, speaking about God's kindness in the Snapdragon story where Malcolm Round had the courage to say, Snapdragon over him. And it was God's way of saying, you don't have to call them anti-rhinums, and I'm, I'm going to look after you, even after you've had, um, had a bleed on your brain. When Joel interviewed Ross Fenty and witnessing to God's action, and then we had when and where God had told her to just leave it alone, let God get on with doing the stuff for Sandra, sharing about God giving her a a, a, a gracious kick in the backside at the start of lockdown for Stephanie and the guidance into a whole new realm. She's doing a different degree, different life trajectory than she thought. And for Kev Roos sharing about Kev K and their amazing journey with Morgan. And John Scott witnessing to God's rescue all those years ago when Pete Coulson's kindness brought him here where he'd been as a kid at Sunday school, but he'd never come back, and he needed that. And today, for Gladys Robertson sharing those words. Thank you to everybody 
who has shared. And thank you to all of those of you who have used these stories to share with other people as God's grace has just flooded out from those stories. And I'm hoping that as, as those interviews have been done, you've realized that actually every single one of us, every one of us is a witness to God's love at work in our lives. Every one of us has a story to share in the everyday things of life. And that as we share about the difficulties and the hardships, all of the restrictions that we face, and we do need to talk and to, to, to get it out of our system, let us also be quick to share the good news stories, the things that have been going on, Abigail passing her driving test, all that stuff, that where has God been at work in our lives? And here's a good news story. This afternoon, our Sunday club are going to be gathering, and they're going to be meeting and enjoying this morning. Our youth have been meeting online. We're starting to gear things up, even though we know we may have to face further restrictions. But while there is breath in our lungs, we're going to do everything that we can to encourage everyone to live in the reality of Jesus' love in Gorebridge and Temple, in Bonnie Rigg and Mayfield, in Newton Grange and Pennycook, in the wilds of Dow Keith, wherever it is you are, in Stranraer, in the Isle of Seal, Calvin, if you're watching, in the borders, wherever you may be, wherever you may be, may God bless you and encourage you as we witness to His Word speaking to us each day. And remember that Jesus cannot be hid. He's with every one of us. Let's pray.